Welcome to the Done Podcast, proudly brought to you by Doppio or Nothing Espresso. Weekly sessions garnered from the epic adventures of the Doppio or Nothing crew, throwing a spotlight on some of the characters that inspire us. A diverse array of talented individuals, sporting legends, artists, brewers, foodies, entrepreneurs, and just some damn good people, all invited to share their stories. Thanks for tuning in. Cut straight into the intro. Yes. Five minutes could go longer. Listeners, beware, beware. With Andrew Burke, co-owner of the Social Grounds Cafe Port Macquarie. If you don't know where that is, you don't get out very much because everyone knows where that is. So Berkey is one half of the dynamic duo that founded Social Grounds Cafe just over two years ago on a busy strip leading into the coastal town of Port Macquarie, grabbing the keys to a neglected retail site and using their creative minds. Within two weeks, Berkey and his mate Truey, aka Chris Bradkey, had transformed the space into a cool hangout with a dark-walled interior. Lit with a single chandelier, mm. opening to a covered deck adorned with greenery and iconic graffiti from local street artist Sai. The guys have had instant success. Welcome to the Dunn Podcast, mate. Cheers, Chris. Welcome to Dunn Studios, Cheers. right overlooking beautiful Town Beach, Port Macquarie. Uh, we're very lucky to get this location. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Car park's full. And, mate, how was your day? Fantastic. Second day into six days off in a row. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Which is... Six in a row. It makes me feel pretty bad. Cafe owner, six in a row. Uh, it's unheard of, right? So the guy that writes a roster, which is... Yeah, cool. that's handy. That's handy. <laughs> a close friend of mine. Yeah. Mate, um, Social Grounds SG... Congratulations. Thank you. Gone pretty fast, eh? One big blur. Yeah. yeah 100%. Mate, be, for anyone out there that's that's listening, yeah. hi, hi mum. Mum. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emma. Mate, what's up? Emma. G'day. Minnie. Minnie. Yeah, Minnie. Can't forget, what's up? Can't forget the Min Min. What, what were you doing before, <sighs> before SG? Give us a bit of a background. How did you get to that point before you opened okay extremely long story but left Port Macquarie when I was probably 16 moved to the Gold Coast Goldie yeah Gold Coast represent uh, found an apprenticeship in motor trimming which I knew nothing about absolutely nothing about yep. it uh, worked for some worked for a company for a few years bought the company when I was 19 had no idea what I was doing I uh, ran the business, heaps of cash flow, living the dream. Uh, what kind of what kind of job, you know, what, what were you doing in the day? You'd get to work and you'd do what? I'd get to work whenever I wanted to get to work because I didn't have a boss. I was 19. I nearly finished my apprenticeship, but I bought the business beforehand. So I was just getting to work and I had taken over a business that was building custom car interiors, like one of the best names on the Gold Coast. So I had plenty of people inquiring and working for rich people whether they be farmers or bikies or whatever just building custom car interiors mm. it was simple and then 
Sounds hard. Sounds hard. Oh me. yeah, it was it was really hard. But nineteen, the thing was, I was earning money, which was really good. But I had no idea what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I'd go out with my friends. I'd spend it. I'd go out, have the most amazing nights ever, and then I'd get a fucking tax bill and shit myself. Yep. Been there. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no idea with business, but I had. I'd work really hard and obviously play pretty hard at that age. So it's meant, it's something you're meant to do at that age, eh? I, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I wasn't meant to do it. But in saying that, I learned my best lessons from failing a few years later in that business. And not so much failing, but learning a lot of hard, hard lessons. Mm. What, would be, what would be something <laughs> that, obviously that rings pretty... You know, rings pretty true to you. So, what would yeah. be an example of that? that just having a hard lesson. Just having no business structure. Like that was the only thing I knew what to do was to wake up, go to work, work as hard as I could, and go home. So and that may- was maybe what um, you know, in in e myth kind of um words we'd call that the technician. Yeah. You, you you were doing you had the business because you were able to do the technical job of motor trimming would that be right? 100% 100% yeah. I had okay. I had the skills to do a really good job and that's why people keep coming to me because I was doing good jobs I was young I wasn't overcharging anyone but at the time I never thought twice about it because I was earning okay money you know and, and I just kept doing it not realising that there was a business to be run behind scenes mm-hmm. and at the time it was fine but when the GFC hit on the Gold Coast, well, in Australia in general, everyone keeps saying GFC, GFC. I didn't even know what it fucking meant. Yep. You know, I had no understanding what the GFC was. And I was like, people keep talking about it. Businesses are closing. That'll never affect me, mm. ever. Mm. And then out of nowhere, a few years later, the whole Gold Coast car scene, the people I was surrounded by just fucking collapsed. Mm. Mm. And I was part of it. Yeah. I was right in, yeah. right in the mix of it. It's heavy. But, but as heavy as it was at the time and as stressed out as I was, it has taught me the best life lessons ever. Mm, mm, mm. It is It is um, always uh, blessings in disguise. A hundred percent. And yeah. at the time, I wouldn't have wished it upon anybody, but now I'm so glad it happened to me. Yep. Because now I can go into business understanding if I don't fucking run it properly mm. and put the right... I don't know, put the right thought patterns into it, put the right procedures into it, treat people the right way, it's not going to work. Mm, mm. For sure, for sure. Preach it, brother. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, mate, um, and so the business, you folded it in, and then th- is that when you moved back to port, or, or what so happened then? I was just, out of nowhere, I was just working one day, and there was so much pressure of the business. Nothing had happened. I wasn't in any debt. I was just cruising. But just bad vibes. Mm. You know, money was hard to collect. People weren't, like, happy with each other in the industry. Bad vibes. Seen a lot of really fucking bad things, especially with the people that were in the industry and who I was surrounded by. And one day, this weird thing happened to me where I thought... I don't actually have to be here. Mm. I don't have to work my way out of this. Mm. And it was crazy because for so long I was like, I can't I can't quit. I'm not a quitter. You know? I can't just fucking close the doors. Yeah. Then one day I thought, I can close the doors. I don't owe anyone any money. I can close the doors. I can keep all my equipment. And I can just move home to Port Macquarie. Mm. Mm. 
and I packed up my shit and moved home. Yeah. And got my first job in hospitality. And and that were was that the beachy? It's a funny story. I'd like to say yes, but the first job I ever had was I uh, spoke to one of my friends and said, "Can you get me a job in port? I'm moving back. I'll do anything. I don't care." I started working for a motor trimmer in port, so I had a little bit of cash coming in, and he said, yep, you've got a job at the Macca. And I just wanted to have an easy lifestyle, so I wanted to pour beers. You yep. know, I thought it was fun. Yep. It was the complete opposite to what I'd ever done before. So he said, all right, I've got your job at Macquarie. I want you to meet my stepdad, Pikey. So I rocked up at the Macca, and he said, here's your vest. Your job is to kick people out of the Macquarie when they look drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And it was uh, it was an eye-opener. So my job for eight months was to walk around, and if I thought someone was intoxicated or if they were just annoying me, I'd kick them out of the pub. That's a that's a character-building little exercise, Mate, isn't it? I've learned so much from that, yep. how to talk to people, how to manage when you're sober and someone's completely blind, how to convince them to leave without using any force. It's something that uh, I'll use for the rest of my life. Big time, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's 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 great. And great then straight experience. into the beachy. Yeah, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And how did um, a bit of cut to the chase? Yeah, straight out. Five how how, how did that quickly lead us into into your coffee life and okay. and um and that that opening of SG? Okay, so I was pouring beers, loving it, two years, and I was always working opposite a coffee station and I always seen the girls banging out coffees and I just I would drink them I'd drink flat whites I thought it was awesome I'd never had a black coffee in my life and I was just continuously watching these people make coffee and I thought I could fucking do that forever Mm, I mm. love coffee Mm. I drink it and it looks fun I would easily stand behind a coffee machine and talk to people I love communicating with people I don't know for a short amount of time and just constantly finding out things about people, mm, you know? Big time, big time. And so you, you, did you get on, did you jump on the machine at the beachy or? Oh, uh, every day my boss would come in and I would try to impress him with a flat white and I would try to spin the milk and pour a heart and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't worry about the extraction. I didn't worry about anything but just pouring a nice coffee. Yep. And my number one goal was to impress my boss, which I don't think he was ever impressed by it, but. That's good because it keeps you. 100%. Keeps you striving every, to get every better. Every single day, I was yeah. making. If it was a quiet rainy day, I would just make flat whites, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But I, uh, and then I got so obsessed, I started to clean the machine. I was pulling apart the group handles that had, were clogged, and I was just yeah, over the top. Yeah, and you got the there, bug for sure. So, you got the so, bug. Something sparked, yeah. and uh, and I just went from that moment on. I just couldn't get enough info or couldn't work for you know like I was working for companies that were good and then I would look for the next one that was better and that mm. was my number one goal was mm. to find out as much as I could about the coffee industry I was obsessed yeah. and and you've completed that now right? <laughs> no <Nah>. exactly <laughs> even, it gets not, you it gets not even you. close yeah. not even no, close it's it, you're in the vortex man yeah yeah what what when you when you got to that point of like getting the keys and you were and you were about to attack that building. Where did you get your inspiration from, for the the styling and the fit out, and and what made you think this is gonna work? Well, once again, it's probably four or five years after leaving the beach house and following my 
career in coffee and I travelled with my partner Emma, I'd done lots of stuff and my best mate Truy was in London pouring cocktails and the Shout best... out Truy. Yeah, what's up? Truy, what up? And he Nago, was what up? He was just representing like overseas, just living out his dream, working in the finest bars, you know, in the world, mm. like real nice cocktail bars, making cocktails for Colin Minogue and he was just doing his thing and I was doing my coffee thing. And I was working at this time for the number one coffee shop in Queensland, which, you know, at the time, that's how I thought of it. Mm. And that's how it was rated, and I thought that was really cool. And uh, and I just thought that I could do it better. You know? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying it's better than the coffee shop I was working in, but I was so obsessed with my old business life and this new passion I'd had for coffee four or five years later that I could combine the two. And, and my mate, Truy, come back from London... And I said, mate, let's. we've been best mates forever. We're both living on the Gold Coast. He was pouring cocktails and I was making coffee. And I just said, fuck, what, what's better to go back to a hometown and, and take them something that I believed that they hadn't had, which mm. was specialty mm. coffee. Mm. You know, I didn't want to come to Port Macquarie and say, I'm the best fucking barista in the world. I'm going to make you the best coffee. I just went, Truy, let's go back, create something that we both feel comfortable in, and let's open up a coffee shop. Yeah, just do it. We, we looked for ages. Like, yeah. we looked for a shop, and we're looking, 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 and we found this spot, and we're both from Port, so we knew that, you know, like, it was a fucking weird place. It'd been four or five cafes in five years, and, you know, I wanted to have it deep blue with, like, white highlights, and then we got there together. We got the keys eventually, and, you know, we got this fucking shit place that everyone told us was horrible. And we went in there and we had this idea of what we wanted to do. And I wanted to, like I said, paint it a fucking the darkest colour blue you've ever seen. We put it on the wall. Yeah, we you hated like, it. You're like going for a Ralph Lauren kind of yeah, look. Yeah, like, like a bit. just deep, yeah. you know, like dark colours. Because yeah. we both have the same kind of, I don't know, we, we both like the same things, you know. We like yeah. dark colours. We like timber. We like, you know, we like things nice and clean. So we painted a patch on the wall blue. It looked fucking terrible. True, we said, what about dark grey? And then we just did what we liked. We mm, weren't mm, listening mm, to anyone. We weren't mm. looking at magazines. We were just doing what we liked. I'd, you know, done a timber roof in Emma's place, and we thought that was cool, so we put a timber roof up, and we just, three of us, True, myself and Emma, renovated for 14 days straight, and one of my uh, senseis, Dean Highland, represent, said to me, whatever you do, once you finish the building, three or four weeks, have two days off. Mm, mm. and go into it mm. day 14 it was a Sunday we'd just finished the renovations barely and we said nah fuck it we were so excited we mm, opened mm, the next mm, day on a mm. Monday amazing amazing yeah. we didn't advertise yeah. we didn't tell anybody we were shitting ourselves and our one mission was to make the best possible coffee we could yeah. to our friends and family from yeah. so you just fo- you were just focusing um, on that one thing of just making a great brew 100% like at the time we had no like we'd borrowed a little bit of money we weren't in a huge amount of debt we'd had a few months free rent so we didn't have to make our coffee to cover anything at the time yeah our number one goal was you stand there I stand here you do this I do this and we're going to make the best cup of coffee we can and this is what we've trained for we obviously both love hospitality. Like, we're not old and fucking sick of the industry. We're both just frothing on it. Yeah, big We time. like talking to people. And 
it was our passion. So we told all our friends and family from Port, we said, we've opened a coffee shop, come and try it. And it just grew organically, it out of very, control. Very quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So out yeah. of control. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I'm sure a lot of people would be, you know, interested as I am to, to just hear that story and... Um, yeah, just ho- hopefully they they get to to understand what you guys went through to get there, and yeah, it's it, it is hard. What about what about the um the, the permits and everything? Was that fairly straightforward for you? Well, we were super lucky, in one way because the location we were going in, even though it was the shit part of town, everyone kept telling us had a cafe license so mm. we could pretty much go in as long as it was clean we had the uh we had the guy from port to come and check it out and give us a tick of approval and say we we're ready to go true went and did his food handling course god bless him because i definitely didn't want to do it yeah and we started making bagels and coffee i mean like it was for us it was very lucky and seeing what other people go through to open small businesses in town now, two and a half years later, I mm. can really fucking thank God because we didn't have to mm. Mm. go through all that. DAs and parking permits and all that shit. It's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard for small business. Yeah. You know, for those persist and, and work and they get... Oh. And they start so far behind yeah. everyone else. It's, it's a shame. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And owning a small business, like I had a chat to Leslie Williams the other day in Coles and I said, look, we've owned a small business in town for two and a half years. And we've worked really hard, and 90% of our money goes straight back into other small businesses, mm, mm. whether it be other coffee shops that we yeah. go to, restaurants, clothes shops, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It all goes back in. I said yeah. if it was just a little bit easier, you know, if I could open a cafe, obviously it's got to be clean, it's got to be tidy, but these people yeah. that are jumping through hoops, the council's making it super hard. Mm, mm. Mate, um, and, and I've noticed that you've, um, you've actually sort of hooked up with a crew of, of other business owners um, and and hopefully you're finding a, a support network in mm. that um, which is called the Port Collective Ooh, so tell us ca- about that we can't talk about the Port Collective because I'd probably have to show you that's good <laughs> so the Port Collective is just a thing it's and, it's so simple people yeah. freak out about it I've had people come into social grounds and grab the fucking brochure off the table and say, what is the Port Collective? How come I'm not invited into it? What is it? What are you doing? It's so simple. Like, it's five local guys, or six guys, five businesses that have... We're all from Port Macquarie, you know? Like, Mm. we all grew up here. We all have the same dramas. We all hate paying tax. We, you know, like it's a simple shit. Business isn't yeah. easy. Yeah. You got to, you know, like from the outside. When I was an employee, business was easy. Oh yeah. You, you always know, think like, it, when you when you have it done today, you think. Why you don't think, I get oh, a they huge just, bonus? They just have they yeah. just have all the money and yeah. all the power. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You had a busy yeah. night. Give me give me a bi- <laughs> give me a bonus. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just a great idea from Matty Dobson from Pretty Rad who said, hey, look, let's start a collective. There's five small businesses. Let's just join forces. And the, the, the start of it was, let's create a brochure. So if someone comes to Port Macquarie, mm. they, for instance, their first thing they do is they come to Social Grounds for a coffee. Right? For yeah. instance. Yeah. Thank God they've come to Social Grounds. So they pick up this piece of paper and say, all right, what do we do? There's a map on it. 
You can go and grab a burger from Burger Rebellion. You can see Scully at Intervision, buy some 40s. Mm. You can mm. go see Maddie from Pretty Brad, grab a haircut from uh, Jimbo. Yeah, like, whatever it, you it want. It makes me want to come. Want. I want to come to Port for a holiday. A hundred percent. Because that's that's how it's going. And there's plenty of plenty of other little um, alliances going oh. on. Where, but but I think I think what I'm what I'm hearing there is just like it's for the greater good, you know. Like 100%. if we can if we can, I believe if we can work on that, making a tourist have the most epic time here. We all win, you know. And this is the thing: we're not the five best businesses in Port Macquarie. We're far from it. We're just five local dudes, just joining forces to say to someone, if you're bored. Just go here, try yeah, it, yeah, and you don't have yeah. to go here. You can go here, like we we represent heaps of other places. Like do whatever you want, but this is we're just five mates. Just come and have fun yeah. in port. And if come other and people want to have their yeah. own collective, or like you know, we always go to different places all yeah. the time. But the thing is, is that out of nowhere, we had a beer one night and said, let's just join forces and help each other out. Whether we bitch about doing this, or if we help each other out with this, or how do I do this? Mm. That's what we do, and like. If we can give away something, that's awesome. If we can help a charity, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this Christmas, we're giving away a golden ticket. We've all just chucked in a hundred bucks. What? Tell give us away... about the golden ticket. What oh, are we? What are we getting? The... Wait, should we have a beer for this? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So the golden ticket is pretty simple, really. It's just five businesses that have chucked in a hundred dollar voucher each, mm. and on Christmas Eve. When Santa comes down the chimney, yeah. someone's name's going to be drawn, and someone's going to win a five hundred dollar voucher for all the businesses. So, whether so how do we it, get a how do we get a golden ticket? It doesn't cost a thing. All you got to do is make a purchase, and it's like you can grab, you can come to social grounds and grab. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the cheapest thing: an espresso, three yeah. bucks, or you can. Go to Jimbo's and get a haircut, hundred bucks. I need a haircut, <laughs> which would cost you like hundred, hundred fifty dollars because yeah. he's the best barber in town. <laughs> you can go buy an air freshener from Pretty Rad for a dollar fifty, or you can go see Scully and get a pair of socks, mm. or you do whatever you want. Put your name on the receipt. Someone lucky person is just going to win a five hundred dollar voucher, and I, I think that for us it's not a big deal. But if I also win a five hundred dollar voucher for all yeah. that, it just makes someone's Christmas. Imagine. It'll be yeah. like epic, epic. Oh, good luck, mate. That is that's a great idea, and it sounds super fun and super simple. Uh, and um, I hope if I win, it doesn't look dodgy <laughs> You're that I'm going to win that. I got to I got to come there and get an espresso, which I need to do more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I probably um, I probably have a few coffees a day anyway. But um, <laughs> mate, um, what what's the best piece of kind of advice or guidance that you've that you've been given? I was real nervous about this question. This question. I don't know if there's ever like one piece of advice that someone has given me that's stuck in my head and driven me to a certain point. Mm. I don't think like there's so many people that I've mm. met along it's like the layers, way. right? Layers? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And there's no way in the world I could be where I am. I'm not a very smart person. You know, I'm not. I beg to differ. Yeah, 100%. And people will say, but, like, I don't feel like I wasn't very good at school and, you know, like, my first business failed. But the things that I've learned is listening to other people. And I never did that as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if 
my dad told me to do something this way. I'll just fucking do it the other way because hmm, that's just normal, what I did. You know? but I've, I've got two kids. I'd say that's pretty standard, <laughs> standard operating procedure. A hundred percent. But the, the things that I've learned are you've got to respect other people. Mm. And if you don't want to respect other people and you don't want to listen to other people, like the industry that we're in, you've got to, you've got to be a people person, you know? Yeah, and you you clearly froth on it, you know. Like I you're excited love to, to serve. You're excited to serve. You're you can you know, and and it's uh, so hard because it's it's one where people can get tired, um, and you and the custies can see it, oh, 100%. and they can feel it, and and it's no good for the industry, and it's no good for Port Macquarie tourism mm. when we have people who who just probably need a little holiday sometimes but um, um, I, I, I do yeah. I, I do appreciate your your froth level um, when we go into into SG well it's like I don't think that everyone has it and that's fine because and I don't I'm not saying that I have something but I just fucking love talking to other people mm, mm, mm. if Good I out. go down the bank I'm gonna talk to the lady that sits next to me mm. in the chair because I just love doing it my dad's the same you know like here mm. at the golf course I used to walk through town with him and, and everyone would be like, Andy, Andy. And he'd say to me, I don't fucking know their names. But mm. he'd be so mm. friendly, he'd talk to everybody. Mm. And I don't know if I picked up he's on that. He's a friendly guy. Oh, he's a fucking... <laughs> he, he's loved by everybody. But I am just at the stage in life where I'm appreciating having these people to talk to. You know, mm. like, whether I see them for a minute a day or I ring you and talk to you about coffee for fucking four hours a week. As or, we do, as we do. Or whatever. It's our hobby. Like it, the day I stop caring about what my customers are saying and they're all different. Like they've oh, all yeah. got their own problems, you know, mm. and I have my problems, you have your problems, everyone has their problems. And at the moment I fucking love to talk to people, find out what they're doing, find out about their kids, find out about their jobs, whatever. And I find that to me, I wake up seven days a week and go to work and be happy. The day I don't yep. do that, I'll just like I'm at the point now where I've taught myself if I'm not happy in what I'm doing, yep. I'll yep. just change it. Yeah, yep. I'd rather nice. be fucking nice. dead broke. Yeah, and and happy than yep. waking yep. up on a Monday morning going, I fucking hate my life. Yeah, this yep. is shit. Yeah, 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 big time. Big and time. it's not about money. I, I've, I've like, and this is the thing. You say to me, "What has someone taught you?" Well, I don't know if one person has taught me something, mm. but I've learned over the last few years is just to be happy and appreciate mm. what you have. Mm. Gratitude is, is massive, and I'm hearing that you're right in the. What I'm hearing from you right now is that you're right in the middle of just enjoying the process. You hundred percent. But yeah. I've battled with like. A year ago, I would have, if someone come into the coffee shop and said, what are you working on? I would have been like, I'm working on my TDS. I'm working on my, I want to know what my fucking extraction time is. I want my employees to mm. know like what time that shot dropped. Mm. I want to know what temperature the milk is. Pure coffee, how much coffee you, measurement. 100%. For, for, for anyone listening that doesn't <laughs> know what, what he's saying, it's... Just absolute coffee nerd measurement and precision. And, and of, freaking of out. Yeah. 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 And I would ring my roasters and say, mm. I didn't get my coffee at six days, I got it at seven days. And I, one bag's ripped and this kind of shit. Which is important to serve a good product. But mm. 
what I'm learning is that this shit doesn't really fuck. Like it matters, but customer service is taking it over it. everything for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm feeling it, feeling it big time. And right? even, yeah. even myself, I'm happy to go somewhere. And this sounds crazy because I love a nice wine, I love a nice coffee, mm. I love good food. But if I go somewhere in the morning on my day off, and if I eat something that I think, well, it's not that special, but the fucking customer service is good. The vibe. I'll wake up the next yeah. day and go back. Yeah, for sure. Because I just love it. Yeah. I love talking to people. Yeah. I love their passion. And you can't have a product that's good. You exactly. Know? But you've got yeah. to be. You've got to be in it. You've got to be. It's got to be a. I don't know. It's got to be your lifestyle, I suppose. Exactly. You, you just you just got to live it, mate. We've got we've we've done thirty minutes. Perfect. That's twenty five minutes. This is six hundred six hundred percent more than than, which is yeah. exactly what we've come to expect from you, <laughs> because you are such a giving dude, um, mate. So, last question. I'm going to go. Time travel. Yeah. You can go forward or backward. <sighs> Where would you go and why? And when? When would you go? How many times can I answer this question? As <laughs> many once. as you want. Just once. All well, right, well... As, until my memory fills up on... on. Yeah. So, at the moment in my life, I just want... I want to be pure, you know? Like, I've spent so much time wanting shit that doesn't really matter, like a nice car or a fucking cool place to live or whatever but at the moment something that I look forward to is just to live with land where I can grow food where I can have a nice family and where I can be pure oh, Even thank god you said food yeah oh, 100% <laughs> but, but like people always say to me where are you going to go next well I could go up north and live with my family or I could move to the South Island of New Zealand and live in a fucking awesome property grow my own veggies and never be seen again mm, mm, you know like mm. either way but I have this crazy drive to keep developing my business and my life and my portfolio of whatever it is mm, but I also mm. have this deep down feeling of just wanting to just take it take it back a step you know Big time. it's yeah, a yeah, massive battle yeah. in my life at the moment I think it's the age I'm at like I want to have cool things I want to have nice stuff but I also just want to mm take it back a notch and uh, and live a pure lifestyle mm, mate I love it and and um, one thing I'm, I'm you know feeling at the moment the same same in the same uh, sense is just do less yeah you know yeah which is but hard. We're, we're we're conditioned aren't we to to do more to max it out to get the most and get the most toys and all that mm. but well, that, that, Let's just do a little bit less, yeah. have a bit more time. But there's something that I think that, like, we want to do that. We want to have less and we and we want to be chilled out and lay on the beach, but we have this crazy thing called passion that unfortunately yeah. drives us to the next level. It's a double-edged sword, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's, you know, like, I would love just to chill out and lay on the beach, but when I do lay on the beach, my head's just yeah. thinking about business. Yeah. It's thinking about what I can improve where I can go, how I can, like, make people's lives a little bit better, mm. you know? Mm. And I'm not thinking about my life. I'm not thinking about how sunburn I'm about to get yep. or whatever. Like, if I try to take that time to ch chill out and do nothing, I'd find myself thinking about how I can improve in... 
I yeah. shouldn't say business, but just in life. Yeah, because yeah. Just, the cafe just, lifestyle pro- is, is progress. what I love. Yeah. You know, when you do go into that sedentary mode, you just can't. You you find it hard mm. to stop your mind wanting to progress. You yeah. know, it's actually, um, yeah, it's a thing, and maybe 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 a bit more meditation or. <laughs> you know. Hopefully, old rage yeah. will calm me down, but that. Like, I love putting myself at the moment in positions where I feel vulnerable. Like, I like to challenge myself. Like, am yeah, I about, yeah. to, am shout, I about yeah. to go bust? Yeah. Or shout out I, to yeah. any business owner who's who's listened this, to, to the whole podcast because... The, it'd be Emma. Because the, um, that is the, the entrepreneurial difference is just truly laying it on the line and going, yeah, I'll get another mortgage on this for, to see if this coffee thing works out. And that's the thrill, like, there's, I wouldn't do something if there wasn't, like, people say to me, what if no one comes to your cafe? Like, my dad said, don't fucking open a cafe there, it's a shithole, which made me want to do it even more. (laughs) So you're you're still doing (laughs) that. You know what I mean? You're still a good kid because that's exactly what kids do. It challenges your parents. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. But not just challenging my parents, like challenging myself. Andrew, if you go and do this, you might fail. Well, that's good because mm. I'm going to make sure that it fucking doesn't. Mm. And Mate, there's only brave, one person that nice we can re- like really rely on is ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know if something's not working, well, I can physically work harder. Mm. You know, and I can rely on myself to do that. I can work as long as it needs to be done. You know, mm. like I can just keep mm. pushing myself, and if the day comes that I can't do that, then I won't challenge it. Dude, your your passion, your energy is just unstoppable. And mate, I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up the chirp, podcast chirp, right chirp, now. Chirp. I'm gonna say thank you so much for coming on the Done Podcast. <laughs> Proudly brought to you by Doppio or Nothing My Espresso. Pleasure. My pleasure. Um, thanks for sharing. Uh, you know all your thoughts and dreams with us. And I'm not just talking about this. I'm talking about since. Uh, we first met, um, mate. You've been an amazing inspiration. And oh, and thank you. Like you've two and a half years of someone that I, I never knew when I first moved to town. You've really. I don't want to get emotional and start crying. <laughs> better fade it out. <laughs> we our, better fade it out. <laughs> to man. our three yeah. listeners, yeah. but it's been real, man. You've taught me a yeah. lot. And thanks, Cheers. thanks, mum, for listening this long. <laughs> yeah. Cheers.